Since you're listening to a podcast about fintech, you've heard your share of buzzwords. In this episode, we look at one that probably rarely pops up in the average fintech lexicon. But as far as buzzwords go, this is a very important one that also tends to be very underrated. This word, or rather phrase, is customer service. Every business has to do it. If they want to keep having customers, that is. Hi, I'm Mohini Ufeli, and you are welcome to the Decode Fintech podcast, brought to you by Paystack. Your call is very important to us. Please hold. When people have a good experience, it doesn't stop at the product. What also matters is how well they are listened to, how well their feedback is taken, and um, how quickly their, their problems are solved. That's Stephen Amaza, the customer success lead at Paystack. So if you have a very capable and competent team that is in place to you know, help people through those issues or answer the questions that they have, that definitely helps the company grow. Stephen has spent the last two years building what is an amazing support operation that is just under 20 people who provide support for merchants in two countries, Nigeria and Ghana, and has the fastest response times we've ever heard of in our industry. The support team challenges itself to respond to support requests within two hours in a space where 24-hour responses are considered good. So maybe Stephen knows a little bit about how to think about customer success and building a world-class support team. You'll hear from Stephen in the next few minutes, and on the other side of it, I'll be there to do a quick recap that you might find useful. This is the Decode Fintech Podcast. Customer success teams can be a very good source of data. That's where you can get data on what's going wrong, where you can improve what people love about you and how to expand on that. Some people think customer success is just about answering customer questions on the phone, but it's a lot more than that. Educating them in form of webinars, live events, uh, publications where possible, maintaining, you know, our knowledge base. Fintech products tend to be complex with ever-evolving updates being pushed. Paystack always turns out new products or improvements or things change regularly. Like if you go on vacation for a week and you come back, um, you might be looking at a totally new suite of products that have been released. Steve shares about how Paystack manages internal information and tooling. To be able to help people effectively, the people at the forefront of that work need to understand all of these components very, very well. They need to understand how well they work, um, what the limitations are, what the workarounds are. We also try to involve the team in, in a lot of decision-making that happens in building these products. We invest in getting the very best tools um, across the company, and these tools are usually hired for a specific job. When there's an issue, when there's something that isn't being done very well enough, we look to what tool we can get that will help us do this much more efficiently. If we have to build it, we build it. If we have to purchase it, we do that. For example, you might need to pull data for a business. We use a tool called Metabase that connects to our database. In a lot of places, if you are not in a particular role, you don't get to interact with the data. 
But over here, we, we equip people to do that and um, we help them get to that place where they can do it easily. Some of us know that phrase, you can only improve what you measure. So I asked Steve, what metrics does the Paystack customer success team track? The two most important metrics we measure are how quickly we respond and um, satisfaction score. What we've said is, if you write us for the first time, we should respond to you within two hours. Some people have gotten a response within a minute. And he was so like, how the hell did you respond? I wasn't a bot, it was literally someone that typed up the response. So satisfaction score is literally just the answer to a survey that we send after every interaction. How well did we do? Is it good? Is it bad? It helps us see what parts of the product, you know, people have the most problem with or if it was an issue that they were aware of and then they eventually solved it. Uh, But that metric is very important in letting us know where the problems are in Paystack today. In a customer success role, you interact with the angriest people. People come to you when things go wrong and that can be tough to handle. So I asked Steve how his team makes customers happy when they come to them with dissatisfaction. A lot of amazing people just reach out and say, hey, you guys are doing an amazing job and I love it. And we have seen people, you know, say on social media, hey, like um, the support team of Paystack is amazing. Um, so there are, those, there are those times where you get um, praises, but a lot of times it's um, because something has gone wrong. How we try to um, manage this situation is make it very clear that we hear you and we're trying to solve this problem, especially when it's a problem that's fully within our control. Um, So by that, I mean, for example, there's a bug on our dashboard or when people are trying to pay, um, there's there's a certain bug that's affecting um, businesses. We tell them that a team is working on it as soon as a team starts working on it and they will provide them updates at least every two days. Um, But most issues don't take that long to solve. The way we set up our system is once we give you a reply, after a couple of hours, your issue you know, comes back to the top and then we investigate, check, um, is there progress, what's happening, what's happening, and uh, we give you another update. For some people, it might get very frustrating because I want you to solve my issue. Why are you giving me these updates? Uh, why you keep telling me you're working on it, you're working on it? But we found that they're even angrier when they don't hear back from us. And, and I think that's a common mistake that a lot of businesses make. They hear your complaints and then they are working on it and they want to get back to you when it's solved. And um, before that solution comes, you, the customer, you're worried like, is this even being worked on? Are these people serious? Um, so we try to always give those updates. A growing customer success team raises the question of how to scale knowledge across so many people so that each team member has the information that empowers them to do their jobs. The answer lies in documentation. Documentation was not something we paid a lot of attention to at the beginning. To say hiring a large pool of people, and we realized that the word of mouth method is so ineffective, especially when you're not dealing with one or two new hires, you're dealing with like 10 or more. So we had to start uh, putting down our processes in writing. So today we use Notion for that. We have like a table on Notion with um, hundreds of articles on how to do this, how to find a transaction, how to even recognize the particular channel we process a transaction just by reading the debit alerts. And it really helps because number one, people have a 
you know, a resource that they can refer to at any point in time very easily if they need help. I personally have used it a lot, even though um, these processes were processes that I put in place years ago, but uh, over time I've forgotten a lot of it. Another unexpected um, advantage of this I've discovered is when I put those processes in writing, I'm able to think through the different scenarios or the different use cases or um, I'm able to explain and define it much, much better than I would have if I were just saying it um, during a meeting or saying it verbally. That's something that I wish we started uh, employing a lot much earlier, but we are not at a place where it was too late before uh, we decided doing this. So definitely if you're starting, not just if you're starting, but if you are leading any sort of um, customer team you want to start documenting your processes like today, if possible, yesterday. Um, you will find it to be extremely valuable as your team grows, as your product grows, as um, the number of customers you serve grow every day. So definitely have your sort of playbook, which is an internal documentation, but also where possible, have an external documentation as well for your customers to easily find the help they need without having to reach out to you first. I don't think it's a tool that has that's that's emphasized heavily enough, especially in our local communities. Hi, this is Toba, media associate at Paystack. We'll head back to the show in just a second, but I'd like us to chat for a bit about what we do at Paystack. Paystack is the fastest, simplest way to collect and disburse money in Africa. Over 60,000 businesses trust Paystack to process their payments. Businesses such as Bento. Bento is an online platform that manages the salaries, taxes, health insurance, and pensions for companies of different sizes, from weak old startups to SMEs and large corporations. Say goodbye to Excel sheets, payroll errors, and inconvenient trips to the bank. With one click, you can get back to doing other important work. Bento also has a companion app that employees can use to monitor their earnings, save, invest, and even request for a loan. Find out how Bento can make your payroll tax easier by visiting paystack.com forward slash bento. Once again, that's paystack.com forward slash b-e-n-t-o. Now let's head back to the show. Problem solving is a key capability that a CS team member must possess. Steve shares an example of what applying that capability looks like in practice. Problem solving is one of those things that um, we are still learning, right? So, for example, somebody reaches out with an issue. um, Instead of giving just a templated response, we try to actually see how we can solve that problem. An example is somebody reaches out and says, hey, I want it uh, such that every time a payment happens, I will send a thank you email to my customer, letting them know this, letting them know that. That's not something we have on the Paystack dashboard. And if that's sent as a feature request, it'll take a while and that person will not be happy. Thinking about solving that person's problem is, even though the person says, I want it to be in my settings, you can tell them, hey, this is not available right now. We'll make this request, but in the meantime, what if you connect your Paystack to Zapier and then your Zapier to your email or to your mailing list? And then every time this successful transaction, this workflow happens and then the payment happens. 
right? So that thinking that problem-solving mindset actually goes a very long way because hacks, hacks are important. I always tell my team that even if we don't have it, how can we make it possible? Like, what can we do to make it happen? What can you Google? What can you drum up from all the experience you have to properly advise this merchant? Aside from problem-solving skills, there's one super important key value that the team emphasizes, and that's empathy. I don't know if this is actually the case, but I don't think it can be taught. Um, like in school, it's something that is learned, and it's something that some people fortunately just have. Entering that person's shoes, helping them, understanding why they are frustrated, um, even if what has gone wrong is something you're not in control of, basically. I remember somebody was uh, on Twitter and she... She tweeted something like uh, she has lots of customers. She just opened a new Paystack account. She has, you know, her customers. Maybe she exported it from like MailChimp or something. And she wanted them to appear as customers on Paystack. Uh, but on the dashboard, we only allow you to add a customer one after the other. And um, her request made sense. Rather than just giving her a template response and saying, hey, uh, we understand, but this is not <laughs> available. We'll do it in the future. We actually talk to the engineers and say, hey, can we collect this person's sheet and just build something for her? And it's crazy, but Wally from my integration team literally used our API to build a tool just for this customer. And then we collected the sheet and uploaded everything for her. And she was so delighted. I mean, like he had to build a small project and then there were lots of bugs. And it took like a week. Uh, we thought it was something that would just take like a day or two. But yeah, that's, that's, that's where empathy comes in. Uh, understanding that even though you have you know, a lot of problems they're trying to surmount and all that, um, you still, you know, have the sense of mind to put yourself in the person's shoes and look for the best ways to help them. Uh, I mean, these this examples, they might be, uh, they might not be everyday occurrences, but um, it's important that that mindset is there so that people look out for those opportunities and actually, actually help. Welcome back. You can always listen to Stephen again whenever you want. But if you need the highlights from all of that, there are just five things that you need to remember. One, empower your support team with the tools they need to succeed. Tools aren't free, but depending on where your startup is, leveraging the right tools to automate certain parts of the job and give your people superpowers would be a great investment. Two, what you measure gets optimized. Paystack measures response times to inquiries and satisfaction scores. Those two metrics keep the support team focused on resolving issues quickly and in a way that keeps the customers happy. Three, when you're hiring for support roles, you're looking for people with problem-solving skills and the ingenuity to figure out how to help the customer in ways that transcend the standard feature set of your product. They should have empathy and know not to take things personally. They should be willing to go above and beyond to help the customer stay on top of the issue till it's fixed, and give frequent updates. Because it's better to over-communicate. Radio silence, even if it's until the problem is solved, is unacceptable. Four, document your processes. And while you're at it, number five, you need documentation for your users and customers as well. This can save you a lot of support personnel hours, which means less stress for your team. That's it for today's show, folks. Thank you for listening. We actually spoke with another expert about customer service, and no, they do not work at Paystack. 
This time, you'll be hearing from Francis Appia, who's spent the last six years at Express Pay. Francis gets into the structure of Express Pay's customer service practice, their philosophy, what they look out for when they hire people for support roles, all of that and more coming up in the next episode. Every week, we share a tightly curated debrief of the most important fintech news from around the continent, as well as jobs, events, and much more. To subscribe, kindly visit decodefintech.com. Once again, that's decodefintech.com. Decode Fintech is brought to you by Paystack. Paystack helps Africa's most successful fintechs build powerful, scalable financial service products with the industry's best-documented APIs. Please visit paystack.com fintech to find out more. This episode was produced and narrated by me and edited by Bankole Iluafemi. From Lagos, Nigeria, my name is Mohini Ufeli. I'll see you in the next episode. <laughs>